The force is with you, young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet. My powers have doubled since the last time we met Count. Hey! Suffering. Death, I fear. Something terrible has happened. Young Skywalker is in pain. Dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. I will be the most powerful Jedi ever. It's all Obi-Wan's fault. He's jealous. He's holding me back. You don't know the power of the dark side. I must obey my master. These aren't the droids you're looking for. These aren't the droids we're looking for. Master Skywalker, there are too many of them. What are we going to do? Hello there. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, Jedi, Sith, Twi'leks, Wookiees, clones, and yes, you Transdotions as well, because this is an inclusive podcast to another edition of the new Force Order. Podcast. We are a Star Wars podcast. And if you have not realized that by now, you cannot start rebellions. You got to sit at the non rebellion table because you can't be the head of the table. I'm the head of the table. I'm the tribal chief. Your tribal chief. I'm the guy who put the roof over your head. <laughs> I love you, my travel chief. I love you, my travel chief. He's so money, dude. <laughs> He's the Fucking best. Paul Heyman. He's the best. <laughs> anyway, um, you can't sit at the table of rebellion. Why, Doc? Because uh, rebellions are built on hope. Rebellions are built on hope. Rebellions are built on hope. And there's no hope for you, Sunshine, if you do not know this is a Star Wars podcast. Go listen to the Academy. You'll probably be the only guy listening to it, but it's okay because that's where you belong. But I digress. I am one third of your host. You may know me as Greeky Four Belts because I am a four belt holding championship wearing professional wrestler. I am the Greek god Papadon. I'm also a Star Wars aficionado. You can call me GGP. And alongside with me, in the room is lurking somewhere. Probably jacking off in the corner, but we can't see him because he's a Sith ghost. 
all the way from Mexico from the Sith Witness Protection Program. Hit him with a hey yo, big guy. Hey yo. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the talk lord of the podcast, the Sith Ari, the rampaging Reverend Kiss, the butcher, the most disgruntled Star Wars fan in the galaxy, your boy Spiro. <laughs> and last but not least, he is the medical droid with the Kung Fu grip with a PhD in customizing your toys. And your wife's ass. He's the guy who loves to steal your thunder. Introduce yourself. I am smarter than 21B, more technical than FX7, and the guy who for sure is a shit ton more skilled than that guy who put in the uh, metallic uh, uterus in Fennec Shand, Dr. Destroyo, Alex (laughs) Arroyo. Whose name was the modifier, by the way? Yeah, he's supposed to be a, a musician called Thundercat. I can't even like that. An actual like musician named Thundercat. Yeah. So his name is he's he's not Lionel Richie. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> nice. Listen, uh, be, before we break out of this, okay, I want I want to talk about the the book of Boba for a second. I, I kind of figured out something when I was watching it the other day. What did you figure so, out? Specifically, when I was watching the part where they, he brought Fennec into the uh, the modifier, um, I think a, a lot. I think a little bit of the reason why people are somewhat rebelling against against it is because a lot of what they're introducing, especially these new characters, really don't feel like Star Wars. Like the peripheral. I'm not talking about Black Crescenton because he does, or the or the Jabba twins. I'm talking about the speeder bike fucking breakfast club gang. I'm talking about when he walks into the modifier's office and they're all like, you know, looking all half cyborgish, like from a shitty John Claude Van Damme movie. It, for me, it, it's like I sat back on Wednesday and I'm like, I think the reason why is because it doesn't really feel like Star Wars. And then I read an article, someone talking about that there's many different, you know, people in the universe and that there's. We should be tolerant to all these people and accept them into the Star Wars universe because it's not just what George showed us and blah, blah, blah. And I, I, listen, I get that. But there's a certain feel and a certain, like, look that a – if you look at a Star Wars character versus a Babylon 5 character, you would say that's probably the Star Wars character. That's probably not. And I think a lot of the ones that we're seeing now, specifically the ones that I mentioned a little while ago, really don't fit that Star Wars mold. What do you think? I would say you're not far off with your analysis. Many people online have said these individuals kind of look like they belong in the fifth element. Yes, you know? I totally agree with that. Um, I agree with that notion as well. My thing is this. All cybernetics that we saw previously in Star Wars were disguised as human body parts, like Luke's hand, um, Anakin's hand. Vader, Vader's whole body. Yeah, Vader's limbs. So they're not mechanical. But, but, in the comics, we had the guy who invented the cybernetic guy with, the, what's his name, Silo, or if the guy was some yeah, more. And he, something. Uh, and he had a cybernetic guy that looked just like the cybernetic guy like one of these kids had. 
And Invader comic where he got taken back to Mustafar and the Emperor whipped his ass and said, you can't use the Force, but you got to get back to me. Use the dark side. But if you use any inclination in the Force, I'll come back here and kill you. And he ended up, you know, attaching robot parts to his body because uh, the Emperor, you know, took all his limbs off of him. And, he, you know, he had a battle droid arm and this, that, and the other. Okay. It's been done. But it hasn't been done in a visual aspect. It's only been done in a artistic aspect in a comic book. So it is new, but it's not new. But at the same time, my whole, not beef, my whole discretion with the whole scenario, it's too clean to be on Tatooine. Yeah. It feels more like a Coruscant or a different planet. Everything at Tatooine is like a big dust ball, you know? The the, the Tuscan You're going to die here, you know? That's <laughs> one of my favorite fucking lines. <laughs> and my other favorite line is, how we doing? Same as usual. That bad, huh? Yeah. Um, that bad, huh? <laughs> I pop every time. Um, everything on Tatooine is ragged because it's a giant sand planet. So to have these shiny fucking characters with their cool fucking uh you know gap clothing and, and shiny metallic parts it just doesn't fit in now not i'm not against them introducing new aspects to tatooine but at the same time this is the oldest planet in the star wars universe the first planet we saw everything looked like it had a certain motif to it everything didn't have that shine and now you're introducing a new aspect to it. It's going to rub people the wrong way because they're accustomed to a certain um, a certain visual flavor. Flavor, yeah, exactly. And uh, like we said in prior episodes, we're creatures of habit, and yep. sometimes when you try to introduce something new, it just doesn't fit. Um, and, but and, the speeder bikes, I didn't mind. Because I knew right away it's an homage to George and his classic cars. And yeah. we saw something similar, again, on Coruscant, not on Tatooine. Now, all these people with their cybernetic parts, do I mind it? Not really, but at the same time, they do stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. I don't know. Were you? Did you like the I, new I, episode episode four? I, I love the new episode. I thought it was great. Um, particularly one of the scenes... You know, so let's let's talk about the Sarlacc scene. I, I love the fact that he was like, "Fuck this motherfucker." <laughs> like, we, we we still don't know how long he spent it in, inside there, but obviously this episode opens up with him finding uh, Fennec Shand. So we know at that that particular moment right there, it's five years from um, when he initially fell into the Sarlacc pit. So we have no idea how long he was with the Tuscans, how years. long he was roaming. How long he was after? How how long after that he was? You know he was roaming after they all died, and we also don't know how long he was actually in the Sarlacc, which could have been a long time. So let's just cut. You know we'll fucking play the devil's advocate and say let's say he was in a year and a half of the Sarlacc, a year and a half in fucking uh the uh, but the Tuscans and a year and a half in in exile. Who knows? Um, for him to be like, I'm gonna go back and get this motherfucker. <laughs> For me, it seems that he was probably in the Sarlacc longer than, than we think he was because he had such a hard on for getting back at the Sarlacc and coming in there. And the way he like maneuvers the, the slave, um, I, it will be slave one to the day I die. Thank you. 
on top of there. Like, what was he trying to accomplish when he did that? People were making for fun his of armor, it. dude. I know, but but the way he, the way he moved it on top of there was, it was hilarious. Stupid. People were totally making fun of it. They 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 likened it to when Luke looks down the barrel of the lightsaber. <laughs> that photo, that famous photo. Like, here's the new dumbest move, you know, move in Star Wars. Of course he's gonna get attacked. And he had no lights on the on the canopy to actually like help him, or no guns because shooting the fucking sand. It's like, what was he trying to accomplish? What he should have done was just rolled up with the guns, like straight up, put the guns down and just fucking lit it up before he did anything. Dropped a couple of seismic charges, which, by the way, I loved in this episode. Cool. I always loved the seismic charge. We knew it was going to happen. Um, fucking annihilate the Sarlacc because he said, Beskar will survive because clearly he's made a Beskar. So it probably should have survived some gunshots and maybe a seismic charge. And then went inside there, you know, to... To to look it up, you know. Afterwards, he's he's crawling out of there, you know, getting water dumped on his head like he's a, a firefighter. Um, it was an odd scene to begin with. I love the scene where he he shows up and shoots the fucking swoop gang, like because uh, that's Boba. That's Boba. Fish out of a barrel. He had no no look on his face. Just pa 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 pa. Just light lighting him up. Um, See, this is the whole problem with the show. And sorry to cut you off. They left us with a scene where he kicked the doorway in the fourth floor. Shoots Bib Fortuna, takes the throne. Shoots first, don't ask questions. Right? If he was going to ask questions, he'd shoot first, ask questions later. So we get the Boba. We saw Boba be a badass in Mandalorian. Right? The Boba of old. Kicked the shit out of Stormtroopers. Help uh, the Mando, you know, get the kid back and all that stuff. So we got what we wanted. They leave us with that fucking final scene. They wet our whistle a little. We get all excited. Then we have Robert Rodriguez tell us in, in press, you know, junctures that in, in interviews, it's all killer, no filler. Yep. And then we get what we get. Now, I'm going to make a statement, and it might rub people the wrong way, but I don't care because it's the truth. The show is not what we expected. And in my point of view, the Jedi are evil, but also in my point of view, I like the show. I don't love it, but I want to love it. And I go back watching the episodes trying to convince myself to love it because it is Boba Fett and people love Boba Fett. I think Boba needs to step up his fucking A game and be the Boba Fett that we know that he is and not this fucking Zen master fucking... Uh, rated G fucking Boba that's going on right now. That is the very underwhelming aspect. Look, this whole episode was a good episode, but the one thing I hated is how stupid they make Boba fucking look. The fact that he gets into the kitchen and he's chasing this stupid fucking rat catching droid uh, instead uh, of just kidding it with the fucking clubbing stick from behind and knocking it into next week. And then he grabs the droid. He goes, do you know who I am? I am Boba Fett. Who gives yeah. a fuck? I'm Batman. Yeah, like, really? This is where we're going with this fucking character? Meanwhile, Fennec Shan is kicking ass left and right, where Boba should be kicking ass equally just as bad. You know what I mean? More. And even more. Yeah, it's his fucking show. And then it, it just... I don't understand how someone could be able to capture and outsmart Han Solo in the OT trilogy be such a badass in Clone Wars as a bounty hunter, and now he has his own show and he acts like a fucking fool. I yeah. just don't get it. 
Now, someone said something today about how the people might step up and help Boba take out the Pikes because he's not your typical crime lord. If we get the fucking biker gangs to get all the people of Mos Espa to join, you know what I'm saying, and become his fucking army, and we don't get bounty hunters, I'll be pissed. I know. But, I mean, they could have went in a, in a million different directions with this, and they are... And they're going in this softer side, which is, I don't know, man. And for God's sake, keep the fucking helmet on. It's constantly taking it off. Constantly. I understand why they're taking it off, because they want it to be different from Mando. Because Mando always has his on. But at the same time, I'd rather see him talk to other people with his fucking helmet on, because it's more intimidating. Yeah, this is why, you know, they told him, you're not being taken seriously. Nobody's worried about you. Exactly. Keep walking around looking like a fucking old man who's a bus driver. <laughs> I mean, he has flashes. I like the fa- of, he has flashes of brilliance here and there, and but then it's just, he falls back and, like you say, he looks like a fucking idiot. Dude, BK kicking shit out of fucking Transdotions was dope. That so that was my favorite scene of the whole of the whole episode. That that whole beef. You see him sitting there with the fucking knuckle dusters, and he's just like charging them up, and he's all fucking pissed off. They're all winning. Away. And they, and by the way, they look terrible. Like it looks like. Remember that show we used to watch when we were kids, Land of the Lost, where they used to have those yeah, little yeah, yeah. It looks like fucking Land of the Lost or the Gorn from Star Trek. And they're just like, they're just sitting there, ooh, eyes rolling in the fucking head, winning money. And then he just fucking pops off and then just cleans fucking house like a, like a handicap match, just tossing his little midgets around all over the place. And that scene with What's her Face, the chick from uh, Flashdance. Beale, um, whatever her name is. No, is it Beale? Yeah, Jessica Beale? No. Yeah, I think it's Beale. That, that she's. Trying to talk him off the fucking ledge. No, you don't have to do this. I'll clear your tab for you. Don't worry. And he's like giving her the fucking look. And for a second, I thought he was going to take the bait. And then he tears his arm off, which was great. And we get another limb lost in Star Wars. And then, and then, then, <laughs> and then fucking Mando's like, oh, it was worth the effort. And she's like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> and then he hires him. So that's cool. He hired him. So now he has a fucking Wookiee on his team. Yeah. Well, I mean, we clearly knew that was going to happen. So, um, and that meeting with the rest of the families over there. Uh, you know, again, it, it's it's Fennec seemed like the heavy during during that scene, um, and Boba's kind of sitting back in the cut and and you know doing whatever these new Boba things that he's doing right now. So I, I'm just hoping the next couple episodes are really going to burn. Um, because Dude, uh, they, they 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 the next one I think is directed by Filoni, and. Um, they better, and, and obviously we got the tease about the Mando coming back with the music playing at the end. Yeah. Um, well, was it Mando I, coming back or was the fact that they played at the end the music? Yeah, when they yeah, said they did, right, money, right. money buys you muscle and then they play the fucking theme. Right, um, this right. is running parallel to Mando. The events of Mando, what was going on over here on the right, this is going on over here on the left. Um, when we saw that flare earlier on in the episode, that's the flare that the Mando and the fucking... Uh, dollar store fucking Han Solo used a blind Fennec in the episode. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. And then, um, uh, like we saw him walking through the town when he was on on Snuffleupagus, and they're putting the stuff on the spikes. The, there's the and then Amanda walks by it afterwards in in his episode, and yep. we see Pelimoto fucking walking with the robots to go to the yeah. fucking hangar when she meets fucking Mando. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. The interaction's cool, but like again, that was episode four of seven. Now we have five, six, and seven, and these five, six, and seven need to be a grand slam, and they need to have fucking Boba 
just do a complete 180 and just go back to being fucking Boba. Yeah, but the problem is I don't think they're going to do that. That's the issue. I, I think this is going to this is I, going to, you know, land where it lands and it's not going to be it's 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 not going to be what we all had sat back and envisioned it was going to be a show with fucking insane bounty hunters, him and Bosk or Cad Bane or other shit happening and him just being not taking any prisoners. But even from the beginning of this, when he was like, I want to be a different, uh, you know, daimyo. And it's like, really? You want to be a different daimyo? Fuck that shit. You're Boba Fett. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, well, do I like it? Yes, I still like it. There's definitely a lot of parts I like. Parts I'm like, eh, this is a little weird. Um, but who am I to complain? No, it's it's more Star Wars. And what's better yeah. than Star Wars? More fucking Star Wars. Exactly. But to me, like I said, people only like it because it's Boba. If it wasn't Boba and it was a new character, people would be turned off this show real fucking <clears throat> You think so? I, I, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I don't think absolutely. so. I, I don't think so. You want to know why? Because everybody has this idea of who Boba Fett is when we really don't know a shit ton about him at all. So if they would have thrown another character if, if, into this mix... To do this, um, I think I, it would probably have been a little, a little, a little better received because there's no preconceived notion about who you think this person is and and how they're supposed to act and what they're supposed to do. And, yeah, but and, you know, and there's but, and there's no forty years worth of fucking like this is what I've been waiting for. No, I get it, but here's again the expectation, unfortunately, set by Rodriguez, set by the last scene that we saw. It's so high. It's not meeting the expectations. And the problem is this. Even though a lot of people like this episode, this episode did nothing. We saw the backstory of Fennec and how he got the ship, right? Cool. No problem. What happened? Which is cool. Current day. What happened? Nothing. Nothing. He just hired BK. And then they had a fucking talk. And in the talk, these people are like, nah, we're not going to join you. And instead of saying, oh, yeah, you're not going to join me? Well, fuck you. I'm taking you everything you own. Now you're going to work for me. Otherwise, I'm going to kill you and your family. Yep. He goes, okay, don't don't join me. Just don't Just join the know. other guys. Is that fair? And they're like, yeah, we, that's fair. We won't join you. We won't join the other guys. And then they're leaving. So where did that get him? Absolutely nowhere. So it was one big giant fucking episode where the, where, where, what needs to move ahead is not moving ahead. Yep. And we're still stuck so, in the same fucking place. He could have hired BK the last episode. You know what I yep. mean? Like. Yep. So anyway, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if what I it's it's. I hate to sit here and speculate about well, you know, why this is like this and why this is, but whatever. I think I, I think there's going to be a serious season two, and I think the season two is going to be what people want. I think this is just a very slow burn to build up the fucking boba, and the problem is people don't know there's a season two. It's not written in stone, so people are very impatient because of the expectations set and people are sitting here waiting, chomping at the yep. bits to see the Boba they want to see, which they'll probably see down the line. It's probably going to happen where he's going to be like, you know what? Fuck this. I try <laughs> to be fucking somebody I can be, but now I can't be. I have to be the person that I've always been. And he's just going to go batshit crazy and kill everybody. You know? And then you hear about your, your ACDC back in black in the back. Perfect. Um, Perfect. Speaking of, speaking of series, speaking of series, did you hear this week that there was uh, a, a Tom Holland esque tweet from Ming Na Wen that may have tipped off a new Disney Plus series. Um, yeah. Ooh, interesting. Love so so Ming Na Wen, my favorite. Um, goes and tweets, by the way, I like the picture. Oh, you like the picture? You said I sent you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm saving it to, to to use it as one as the as one as the uh, the 
the thumbnails for the show one day. I haven't done You know what we should use for the thumbnail today? The concept art of uh, Mando uh, versus Luke. Oh yeah, we could use that. Sure, I have another one, but I could save that oh, other right. one. Oh, well. right. well, it's up to you. You're 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 the art director. Go. I I did, I did a Black Chrysanthemum as a Biggie Smalls. Um, oh, sweet. So, uh, Book Tan, Migna went tweets to Katie Sackoff, you know, hashtag Book Tan, congratulations, hashtag Disney Plus, blah blah blah, and then alluded to the fact that she was getting her own series, um, and then promptly deleted the tweet because I think she. Uh, premature tweet 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 acculated over there um and tipped off something that uh she shouldn't have tipped off so it looks like we may be getting a bo-katan series somewhere in the future well this is the exact tweet and i quote woohoo three exclamation points thrilled for you katie sackoff three exclamation points congrats girl hashtag bo-katan hashtag star wars at disney plus so um yeah. Why would she be? Why would she be congratulating her if not for? I have no a idea. Series. You're right. Uh, when there's smoke, there's fire, and there's a lot of smoke especially, with this. Especially tweet. with uh, you know, all all those hashtags. So here's the deal: is she getting her own series? All those all those hash browns. <laughs> oh, tremendous. Uh, do you think she's getting the dark saber? That's why she's getting her own series. Um. Do you think she's well, taking over the Mandalorian to change the fucking name? I know, definitely not. I think they'll be fucking right on the streets if that's the case. I, I think at some point she's probably going to be in control of the Darksaber. How she's going to get it is going to be, I think, hopefully will be the focus of Mando Season 3, where we see the two of them beefing with each other and having some issues dealing with it. Well, you know, it would be funny if she's, like, she's trying to like sneak around, trying to kill Mando the whole fucking, the whole series and like the back, and he's just sort of... Yeah. Um, what, what if Boba gets the Darksaber? That would be somewhat interesting, but um, because in Legends he became the leader of Mandalore. Yeah, um, that would be interesting, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think they have other plans for Boba to decide, but I think for sure Bo Katan is gonna is gonna is gonna wield it at some point properly because it is your destiny. You know, she's not the only one or who teased a little something on Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah. Somebody naked? I didn't see. Uh, Daniel Logan teased a little something on Twitter. Someone hit up Daniel Logan and said, uh, and then I quote, my response, every time Django Fett left me by myself, at Jono underscore aka underscore Biggs, Logan joked on Instagram. I guess he was answering one of his questions. And then and then this guy texted him or tweeted him, not watching this crap because they didn't cast you, the real Boba. And then he responded, Daniel Logan, that is, Steve, give it a chance. You never know who will show up. And then he says, they show, he showed a little video of, uh, you know, when Boba looks into the window, it's fucking Django's going away, and we see young yep. Boba. They, it's actually uh, him Logan. now. Yep. You know what I'm saying? His face now. So, who knows? I, 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 I got to say, you know, outside of Ray Park, I think Daniel Logan's one of the cooler guys to interact with. Even on social media and even in, in conventions, he's like so fucking hyped that he's been involved in this and really is about the fans and really loves to kind of interact with everybody. He's liked some of my tweet, you know, my tweets, my uh, my my comments on his Instagram and all the shit like that. So he's he's super into like you know the fan stuff. Did you did you, you know, see? I'd like to get him as a guest. I'd love to. I don't know, but what's going on though? Um, 
did you see that uh, they had posted the kid? I think it was a photo. Um, yeah. Who's actually like playing the Daniel Logan part right now? Who looks fucking exactly like him? He don't look nothing like Daniel Logan. You don't think he does? He's got the hair and everything. It was he got the hair. They look similar, but they don't look alike. I think it's uh, Shamook. Shamook's doing this fucking thing. You know what I mean with the fucking deep fake. Yeah, you don't think you think it's his kid's actual face? No, no, dude. He looks fucking. I saw the picture. He looks like a little white boy with the same haircut as Boba. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't look like fucking Daniel Logan at all. He looks similar. But I think it's similar enough to where Shamu can work his magic, and then you have the fucking guys over like fucking Disney uh, at, at uh, Lucasfilm go, "Good job, you fucking Shamu." Yeah. <laughs> but um, go get your shine box. <laughs> uh, uh, Tommy, I don't shine shoes no more. Maybe you didn't hear. Um, Salute, Tommy. No more shines, Billy. What? I said no more shines. Maybe you didn't hear about it. You've been away a long time. They didn't go up there and tell you. Uh, I don't shine shoes anymore. Relax, will you, for crying out? What's, what's got into you? I'm breaking your balls a little bit, that's all. I'm only kidding with you. Sometimes I mean, you don't sound like you're kidding. You know, there's a lot of people around. I mean, I'm only kidding with you. We're having a party. I mean, I just came home. I haven't seen you in a long time, and I'm breaking your balls, and you're, right away you're getting fucking fresh. I'm sorry. I don't mean right. to offend you. I'm sorry, too. It's okay. No problem. Okay, salute. Now go home and get your fucking shine box. Motherfucking mutt! You, you fucking piece of shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on! Come on! Let him go. He bought his fucking button at the fake old tough guy. You fucking fucking button, you fake tough guy. You, you motherfucker. Come on. Fuck, keep that motherfucker here. Keep him here. Keep him here. Come on. Fast, fast. Come on, you fucking feel strong. Uh, he, Tamar Morrison did an interview recently and they asked him about him, maybe him coming back to play clone troopers. He teased it. He says he's all for it. Um, and it states, we, we don't know for sure if Lucasfilm has any plans to feature clone char- Clone Wars characters in any of their confirmed or planned live action series. And when, when Morrison kept pretty mum when chatting with, with the Post, uh, I guess this is the interview in the Post, but he did a new. Uh, he did name a notable clones he could play, and he quotes, "Well, there are people I'm thinking of. Captain Rex, for one, okay. he looks a little like me." The actor said, "There's Commander Cody. What happened to those guys? These are all clone. There's all those clone armies. That could be something fresh and new and exciting." Uh, I guess that basically what that comes down to is, uh, "Fuck you, pay me." Of course. Listen, he, the the poor guy has been. Outside of Star Wars for how long now? When when was um the uh, um uh, Attack of the Clones? Uh, two thousand something two thousand two somewhere around there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, are we in the twentieth anniversary about that? We're getting there. You know he's been out of Star Wars since then. The you know the dude the dude like you said the dude's got to get fucking paid, so he's gonna literally try to attach himself to whatever fucking project possible. When it comes to this, and, and you know what? I don't fucking blame him. Um, pin me, pay me, guys. Let, let's be serious here. Uh, and he could do it. And, and I think we would probably want to see him do it because, A, we love Tamora Morrison. I think he's I think he's great. And, B, he's the face of the clones. I mean, he's been the face of the clones for the last two decades. So, And not for nothing. He's doing a fucking fantastic job on Boba. I Even think he though. Even though we're not too pleased with the direction they're taking the character, his acting on the show is fucking yeah. phenomenal. And that's not his fault. I mean, you know what's happening and what's going on. You, you, you can't pin that on him. No. Um, he's, just, he's just doing his job. 
but I agree with you. I think he's great. I mean, and uh, you know, I feel I feel happy that he's back in the fold and he's actually doing things because Star Wars um in general should be should be doing things like this. And they have done things like this, you know, between Luke and between Anthony Daniels. And I'm sure if Kenny Baker was alive, they would have thrown his ass in the suit. And I'm sure if um what's his face could still do it, uh before he died, um Chewbacca, he would have been you know been in there instead of the uh the Swedish guy. Yeah. You're absolutely so, right. Speaking of uh Kenny Baker, yep. We've been talking recently uh how the Star Wars Land, whatever it's called, Galaxy's yep. Edge, right? Yep. Has been cheaping up uh the customers with their bags and not giving them the the the, the shoulder holders for the fucking lightsabers. All over the shoulder boulder holders. But there's uh something on the horizon um that's going on right now. A rare character is making an appearance at Galaxy's Edge from time to time. People are saying they're seeing him on the on the on the grounds. R2D2 is joining Ray and Chewbacca and fucking Kylo Ren. And people are saying they're seeing him um, you know, roaming around amongst the guests at, at Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Well, they finally got smart to the fact that, you know, they need some fucking star power over there. And it's not just gonna be Chewy Ray and fucking uh, you know, what's his face? Captain Panaka over there. Um and R2 is back in the mix. And, and I mean, how, listen, how easy is this for these guys to do? All you got to do is throw a fucking rock and you'll hit a fucking nerd who's got a Star Wars uh, build on on him. A remote control R2-D2 that does the fucking pops and the whistles. I mean, you go to Comic-Con, you can't swing a dick when I hit one of those guys. So. You, you, I don't you, think you, many of those people at Comic-Con can see their dick, so it's OK. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> you, you, you give this guy a pass for the day for his fucking family. He brings in his his nerdy droid and then he walks it around you know for the day and makes people happy. Who gives a shit? This makes perfect fucking sense to me. They should have been doing this from the get go. R two is one of the most popular characters in the entire Star Wars universe. He's the uh, unsung hero of Star Wars, in my yeah, opinion. He's the glue. I mean, let's be serious. Uh, this this should have been happening eons ago. Eons not ago. not for nothing, but Galaxy Galaxy's Edge should not be fucking Batu. It should be Hoth, it should be fucking Tatooine, it should be Endor, Chorus. It should have every aspect from the prequels, the sequels, yep. the OT, have all the characters. People don't want to go, and, and, and I could understand why Kathleen Kennedy said there's more Star Wars in front of her than behind us, is because she thought, you know, off the, off the heels of uh, Episode 7, The Force Awakens, that, hey... We're going in the right direction. But lo and behold, another deadly episode. There's someone fucking pissing her cornflakes and fucked up her rhythm. Yep. But but she is being recognized. Her and George Lucas, they're going to be receiving the 2022 My, uh, Milestone Award from the uh, PGA. The Black in DC back in the, ni- back in the, in the late, early 90s? No, it's from the PGA, the Producers Guild of a. Oh, uh, it was the Professional Golfers Association. No, not the PGA, that PGA. The Producers Guild of America. Uh, on the 19th of March, they're going to have this, uh, the, the, I guess, the festivities. And they're getting the award for their uh, unparalleled to, contributions yeah. to the film industry, both individually and collaboratively through Lucasfilm. Congratulations, so, George. Fuck that's you, pretty Kevin. awesome. But I bet you George could take that fucking award and shove it up someone's ass and say, I don't care. I'm swimming in my $4 billion vault like yeah. Scrooge McDuck. 
stuck for sure. Building my museum. You know, I, I can get uh, less about You know, one. but they're, 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 there's nothing more than these Hollywood types enjoy is then, you know, dragging them out to have someone fucking blow them to talk about how amazing they are. That's all yeah. they want to hear all day long. It's all, it's all any of us want to hear all day long, honestly. I mean, let's be serious. You, you know what uh, JJ heard all day long when he was filming episode seven? No, no soup for you. How'd you know? Fuck, he stole my line. <laughs> are you serious? Is that what you're going to yeah. say? I was going to say no soup for you. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So there's a lot of beef between uh, What's JJ. What's beef? Exactly. Beef is when uh, we, you need we, two guests to go to sleep. Always. Beef um, is when you're rolling 30 deep. Beef is when I see you. You'll be an ICU. Sorry, go on. I check this. What's beef? Beef is when you need two guests to go to sleep. Beef is when your moms ain't safe up in the streets. Beef is when I see you. Guaranteed to be an ICU. One more time. What's beef? Beef is when you make your enemies start your jeep. Beef is when you roll no less than 30 deep. Beef is when I see you. Guaranteed to be your ICU. Check it. I don't smoke with... I'm through. Uh, a lot of beef uh, between the bad robot company over there and, you know, individuals who wanted to see Star Wars go a certain way. And Lucasfilm, you know, according to your your good friend who likes to make fun of grown men cry, um, Pablo Hidalgo. Uh, Fuck they, Pablo Hidalgo. Piece of shit. You know, we had, I think we talked about this briefly a couple of weeks ago about how J.J. wanted to destroy Coruscant um, in one of the films. And it was apparently... Off limits for him to do, and he could not uh, get his uh, his wish done over there to have Coruscant explode. So, uh, but we, I don't know why this is such a big story. There's always beef between uh, so, directors and writers and studios, especially when it's a big property. I mean, if you don't own the property yourself and you're not the one who's making the decisions, then do you think it would have been a more of an emotional connection with the fans if Coruscant blew up instead of Hosnian Prime? Of course. Who the fuck knows Hosni and Prime? Hosni and Prime is like the wish course on. Who gives a shit? <laughs> um, know, what do I want that for? <laughs> Unless there's some really major big plans for Coruscant in the future that they needed to deal with, which I don't see any right now. Uh, there's really no no need to keep it around. I may sound like, you know, so I'm sorry. If, I'm sorry for your Coruscantians, but uh, you need to die from entertainment. All right. Um, good news. On the opposite side of the spectrum, the I guess PW. I forgot what the fuck it stands for. Uh, the latest PW update. PWI. Says that, not PWI. Um, Mando season three must be going well with filming because Ahsoka has moved up from March to February. Um. Starting to, to to film the actual series, and that would also allow Ashoka to move into the studio that uses the volume stage in LA. But there's talks that they've been filming in December as well in in LA because uh, Mark Bernardin over at Fat Man Beyond is doing a film where he's directing a, a short movie and wanted Rosario Dawson to be part of it, but the time schedule wouldn't allow her because she said she was filming Star Wars in December. So I don't know what to believe. I don't know what's going on, but hey, man, shit's getting done. At least we're gonna yeah, get Ahsoka. Well, we're gonna get Kenobi. We're gonna get Andor. We're gonna get Bad Batch. So yep, it's definitely we're a good get, time. Uh, Katie Sackoff uh, and her ugly face. Um, 
we we need to move past COVID. I'm ready to move to Florida at this point, and we we need to get shit on the timetable to to, to get moving. Because uh, I, 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 enough enough is enough, and it's time for a change. Well, listen. All I'm gonna say is I told you so, and everything I told you from day one is coming true. So I don't want to hear that. Hey, Papa Don, you're a fucking conspiracy theory, fucking quack. You you everything. Are, Everything that I told you was going to happen or was what was happening is happening. Everything. That's a different podcast, my friend. We'll talk about it. I know, later. but I'm just, I'm just, listen, I'm just telling you, it's not conspiracy theory. It ends up being factual in due time. And not from a certain point of view, straight on. So, anyhow, uh, you know who Mary Elizabeth Winstead is? Um, uh no. Okay, she's an actress. And it's just been reported she's joining uh Rosario Dawson in Ahsoka. They just casted her to play a role. They haven't told her which role. She kind of looks like Dr. Afra. So people are, are speculating maybe Dr. Afra. I'm saying it might even be fucking Hera. Uh we already know they they hired the, the girl to play Sabine, and they hired that other Ukrainian girl that might be playing um what's her name? Uh Another Chiss, uh, you know, with uh, with um, with Thrawn, and then they oh, hired yeah. Lars Mikkelsen allegedly to play Thrawn because he did the voice in Rebels and uh, whatever Masood was going to be fucking the guy the guy who played Aladdin's going to play uh, Ezra. So this is shaping up to be uh, yeah, pretty interesting. They, they got peeps on, cast. They got peeps on there, but whatever role that they put her in, she just better know it and shut her mouth. We'll make you a sandwich. That's right, always. Is that over with you, the sandwich? You know what? I was literally just about to say that to you. And speaking of over. Ladies and gentlemen, we do a segment on the show. It's called Who's More Over? Uh, what that means, because we're talking in wrestling lingo, is popular. Over means popular. Get it? Got it? Good. Now, what we do is we compare two aspects of Star Wars. It could be a person, place, thing, doesn't matter. And we ask the fans, all six of our fans... Uh, what's more over or who's more over with you guys, but most importantly, we give you our analysis and we tell you who's more over with us. So, Doc, what is on the marquee tonight? This week, let me pull out my phone because I, I definitely remember. Um, last time you said, let me pull out my phone, I almost tripped over it. Take it easy. Is that an old joke? I don't, I'm trying to figure it out. Anyway, or a penis joke. This week, we did a little duo action. Um, we pitted two of the most iconic Star Wars duos, or more iconic Star Wars, well, I would say somewhat iconic Star Wars duos, against each other uh, to see which duo do you owe like better. In one, in one con, huh? That we crunch, have, huh? We have um, from the uh, very popular Rebel series, the master and Padawan, who we've grown to love, who really evolved during that show and that four seasons, Kane Jarris, a.k.a. Caleb Dune, and our buddy with the ugliest lightsaber on the face of the planet, Ezra Bridger. Ezra, keep to the left. Left? You sure about that? Trust me. Ezra, Ezra, keep an eye on those, will you? 
Perhaps master and apprentice will rediscover their balance? Or perhaps they'll be eaten? Such is the way of things. Ezra, jump! What are you doing in here? Getting you back on track. Versus the you can't really call it a father-son duo when he basically butted off of him. It's a it's a our buddy, the still head on the shoulders, Django Fett. That's not because he has dandruff, and his butt of Fett, uh Boba Fett when he was a kid, aka well, we talked about him a minute ago, Daniel Logan. Boba, is your father here? Yep. May we see him? Sure. Ton Wee's here. Always a pleasure to meet a Jedi. Let's go to Facebook. Okay. Here we go. Ooh, oh, oh, interesting, interesting, interesting. In a, a very interesting turn of events, uh, it looks like on Facebook, Kanan and Ezra beat out the Fets by the narrowest of margins. Um, we have uh, 60% to 40%. I got a comment here from Adam DeJanes. Got to put Kanan and Ezra over. Hated Ezra in season one that he finally grew on. Kanan was also cool. Always cool. Holly says, Adam, Lothal over strong. Almost done with season one. Deducting cool points for the staple gun lightsaber, though. <laughs> staple gun lightsaber. It's true. <laughs> I like that lightsaber. Uh, I hated it. It was practical. Adam says, oh, my God, wait till the end of season two. With some of the best Star Wars out there. Then something huge in season three. Bump, bump, bump. Todd, Chusi Santiago, Caleb Dune, and Ezra Bridger, even though I'm a mark for Django and Boba. All right, let's go to the Graham. Billy Graham? Not Billy Graham. Teddy Graham? Not Teddy Graham. Not Teddy Graham's either. What about Telegram? Telegram. No Telegram either. Okay, here we go. Let's see. The duo. We Oh, interesting. On on Instagram, we have 33% to 67%. Django and Boba are more over. That's awesome. So it seems that we're at a, kind of almost like the crossroads of a tie over here. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll allow it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have an email address that you can email us regarding this segment or anything in general. You guys just want to talk shop about Star Wars? You want to tell us how awesome we are? You want to tell us how bad we are? You want to tell us how much you miss Spiro? Just send us an email. You can tell him directly, too. (laughs) Newforceorder at yahoo.com. So let's go down to the emails and see what they're saying. First one is from Todd Santiago. Uh, and it's, there's no subject in the heading line, so let's see what it says. Book of Boba Fett is bad as so far. Wait until Wednesday. Is that even English? Book of Boba Fett is bad as so far. Badass, maybe? Maybe badass so far. Gotcha. He forgot the Ness. Left the last S off for savings. <laughs> Next one. Oh, from the base 
Master Dust Ooh, or dust. Bass Master Dust or the BS Master Dust. Dusty Mulholland, welcome back. So we missed you. Let's see. Wow, you guys keep coming up with more great battles for who's more over. Two Jedis versus two Mandalorians. Oh, two go with green eyes? Sorry. This isn't the fact. Uh, this isn't easy. Both these teams are, are over with me. But given the fact that Boba and Jango are both live action characters, they win. Uh, they win for who's more over. Hopefully down the road, we'll get to see Kanan and Ezra in real life. Keep up the excellent show, guys. And if all for life, dust there, if you will. All right. Well, let's see what the Sith guy has to say. Spiro, who's more over for you? All right, who's more over? Coming to you live from the Death Star, a.k.a. my car, because I believe I've died a million times in this motherfucker. But every day, like Kenny, I am reborn. Anyways, this is a Star Wars podcast, NFO. And who's more over? One side, we got Kanan Jarrus and uh, Ezra. On the other side, we got Django Fett and Boba. So what, like, what father figure? Well, it's actually big brother, little brother versus father. And I guess, you know, test two baby battle today. Um, you know, man, I'm going to just say this, man. It's kind of, it, it's, it's very hard, man. It, it, it's a tough one, you know, but it's really hard. You know, being Boba Fett these days, you know, um, you know, he had to hold his father's decapitated head or maybe when he picked up the fucking helmet, you know, the head falling out added to his to his trauma. I don't know. But nowadays, man, it seems like a lot of fans are divided over his series. Uh, the media is not being too kind to the book of Boba Fett, whatever the fuck. Uh but Boba Fett is Boba Fett, man. Boba Fett is always going to be over with me. Um, you know, and Django's just, you know, Django's a bad motherfucker, man. He was the one who, you know, not only, you know, his seed didn't just give us Boba Fett, but he gave us a whole fucking legion of, of fucking Django clones, you know, that, you know, we all came to love throughout Star Wars lore uh, with Kanan and Ezra, man. You know, this is, you know, we still don't know what happened to fucking Ezra. You know, we think that we're going to find out more about him in the coming, uh, I don't know, weeks, months, and years in, in, in the Ahsoka series, maybe in some novel or some shit. That's what Disney likes to do because, you know, they got to make their money. Um, you know, man, Kanan went out like a big hero, you know, um, and he did that so that Ezra can go get lost somewhere in the outer regions, um, until, you know, man, based on, Ezra, uh, based on Kanan's sacrifice, I'd be inclined to give it to them, but we still don't know what the fuck happened to Ezra, his story is incomplete, Boba's story is still being written, but it's here, it's now, we're finding out. So, fuck the haters, but I'm going to go with Django and Boba. And they're over with me. Very interesting, Spiro. Great as always. Good good analysis, my friend. Very good analysis. 
Um, analysis. Yes, 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 yes. Um, you want to go first, Doc? Or you want me to go first? Um, you go first. I went first. Last right. week. Uh, I'm gonna pick Ezra and Kanan. And even though I'm a big, big Mandalorian mark, and I love, love Boba. The relationship that we got between father and son was very, very strong for the short amount of time that we saw them. For the same 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 uh strong between Ezra and no Kanan no, or no, 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 Boba no. and Django. Bo- between Boba and Django. We only saw them for a short amount of time, but it had a very big impact on everybody. Um, not here for you, a long time, here for a good time. Yeah. Uh but again, we didn't get a lot. So what we did get had a very big impact both on Boba's um, character, but also us understanding why Boba ended up being who he is. But there's something special about the Kanan-Ezra relationship. Um, I like the fact that Kanan was in hiding. He hid from who he was, and it took some street rat kid who was strong in the force to make him realize he needs to stop hiding and be the person he was meant to be and then he mentored this kid prevented him from going to the dark side became blind in the instance then sacrificed himself and with all that coming and all that all that happening to Kanan uh it molded Ezra to become the fan favorite that he is right now so Kanan gave him the rub and not in a dirty priest Ultra boy type of way, but in a right way. Oh, maybe and uh, we don't know. You know, uh, obviously, Kanan being voiced by uh, Freddie Prince Jr. And a little side note here: um, he has a podcast called Wrestling with Freddie. Strongly suggest all you guys go give it a listen. He talks about his time being in WWE as a writer, uh, and he tells stories about his time there. He's a big wrestling fan. Um, and the only reason why I heard I heard about the podcast, he did an interview with uh, Kristen Harloff on Kristen Harloff's YouTube channel. So go subscribe to that. And um, he, he mentioned this. So I gave it a quick listen. And very entertaining, Doc. You would really like this guy and his stories about his time in WWE. The way Freddie, he ta- Freddie Prince Jr.? Yeah, man. The way he tells the stories are very entertaining. It's not monotone. There's a lot of ups and downs in the story, so it takes you for a little ride for a half hour, whatever the case may be, 40 minutes. He's had a couple of guests. And, his, wife uh, made, been... is his wife naked on there or no? No. No. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, man, go give it a listen. But I thought he did a great job as Kanan. They even talk about it uh, with that interview with uh, Harloff uh, about him coming back and doing Bad Batch, you know, uh, yep. when he voiced him as a kid and how that, how that came all about. That was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I'm a very big, big, big proponent of, uh, mentoring, you know, um, when people ask me, who's your hero, I always say my father, uh, because he instilled the value of hard work and what it means to bust your ass in order to get results. And I attribute that to my wrestling career. And that's why I've been doing it for 23 years. And in 23 years, I've been fucking outshining motherfuckers left and right and still doing it at 44 years of age and outworking the 20 year old kids. And while they're blowing up, I haven't even gotten started in my match yet. So I take pride in that. 
And I credit that to my dad. You know, I just like the dynamic and I like the relationship and I like the way he molded Ezra and made Ezra who he was, which turned Ezra from becoming, a, you know, a lot of character growth. Uh, the Boba, as much as I like them both, we didn't get enough meat on the bone for me to pick them to go over. Got it. Um, like you said, uh, I think, you know, being successful and being um, someone who is wisened and learned, uh, mentoring is an important thing that we, you know, we should all do if we're in those positions. I get to do it every single day of my life, which is great. Not just for my kids, for my residents that I, that, that I teach and, you know, instruct how to become a good physician. Um, so that aspect of the uh Kane and Ezra relationship was special especially because it came from a you know a a a place where it shouldn't have you know this that that relationship probably should not have happened because of like you said who who Ezra was prior to that um really really no relation to Kanan uh and Kanan was in hiding and trying not to show everybody that he was a Jedi because they're you know they had been hunted at that point the Boba, Bo, the Boba Jango relationship, I thought it was, was kind of interesting. Like when I first learned of watching Attack of the Clones, and they talked about how he was, uh, you know, a uh, an untouched clone of Jango. I was like, oh, okay, I guess that's where they're gonna start from the story. I guess it could be cool, but you know, I, b being a kid in the '90s who was a big Spider-Man fan, the biggest dirty word you could ever drop on someone was the word clone. Um, because if you, if you, if you don't know the the clone saga from Spider-Man was a very not well received story that kind of changed the, story, the the whole landscape of Spider-Man. Um, ben Riley, right? From the seventies on, yeah. So you know, but back in the day, there was a villain named the Jackal who made a clone of Spider-Man, and Spider-Man dispatched of this clone. You know, they fought to the death, and the clone died, and then he threw him in a chimney. And then, lo and behold, it comes to fruition twenty something years later that no, that was actually the clone who won that, and the real Spider-Man was the one who died, and it was a whole big fucking crazy thing that they tried to retcon, but it was that was not good. Then they they fixed it somewhat. Anyway, um, so I was a little hesitant to kind of accept the whole clone thing at first. Um, their relationship, like you said, short-lived. We only saw it for literally a movie. Um, it wasn't dragged over four seasons like the uh, the 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 Ezra Kanan thing was. Um, you could you could feel an interesting thing between Boba and Django, though. Like Django honestly cared for him, when in reality it kind of it's almost like the seeds of the soft Boba we're seeing now was the you know planted twenty years ago in. Attack of the Clones, where Django set himself up with his own, pro, you know, prodigy to prodigy to grow and to de and to develop. And why? But why would you think that a guy who's a successful master bounty hunter, like um, like Boba Fett, w Django Fett, would want to saddle himself with a kid? I mean, what's wrong with you, for Christ's sake? Um, but he did, and I guess he had the, you know, the 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 vision that he would mold him and and make him the successor of the Fet line. So, um, and then watching the demise of Django Fett through the eyes of Boba Fett when he picks up the helmet and you know has that you know that little tearful moment where the 
the head does not roll out of the um, out of the mask. Um, was cool, but I think. Did you know? Did I know? Tell me. That the head actually did fly out of the mask. They show it when, in the silhouette. Yes, when when it gets chopped off, you see it yeah. separate. Yes, um, I did see that. Um, so I think the you know short-lived relationship between a father, or more like a donor, and his uh, his alleged son is not going to win out to the 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 gravitas and the weight of the Canaan and Ezra relationship. So for me, Canaan and Ezra this week. Um, Again, I. I pulled. I pulled against Mandalorians twice in a, in a, in in two weeks. I really thought you were going to go with Boba. You, you swerved me on that one. Um, let me ask you this: being a medical expertise, um, even though it's a clone of Boba from his DNA, what real difference is that than having a son? One's in a womb. One's in a fucking jar. You well, know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, the the difference is that you're in imbuing one hundred percent of your genetic I know, material I, I know, to the clone. I, I know, as opposed to being fifty percent yes. of your know, your wife's shitty jeans, <laughs> your wife's sandwich bacon jeans. <laughs> oh, tremendous! Um, yeah. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that's who's moreover. If you guys want to touch base on this subject. Or chime in next week's subject. Send us an email, newforceorder at yahoo.com. Um, so with all that being said, Doc, guess what? Uh, did I just make the list? You just made the list. Fucking guy, he did it again. Stole the thunder. Uh-uh. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a segment called You Just Made the List. And that is exactly what we do. We go over a couple lists that we find on the interwebs. About Star Wars, and tonight we have three different lists. So, Doc, do you want to read one first? Do you want me to read one first? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll go to a list here. Hold on a second here. Let's see. All right, I'm doing 10 cutest Baby Yoda moments in The Mandalorian. Oh, Baby Yoda. Here we go. I'm, I'm, team, I'm team Grogu, not Baby Yoda. But oh, my bad. Baby Yoda likes his cookie. Season 2, Episode 4, when he's eating his little blue Oh, macaroon. and he takes it away from freaking, yeah. what's his name, Tonto. He's, That's right. He's like turning his head, and he's like... <laughs> He's like, give me, give me cookie. Uh, Baby Yoda likes it when ship is crashing. Episode two, season three, the heiress. When the, when the ship's going down and he's like, you know, and bouncing around enjoying the ride. Uh, eight, snuggling with the Mandalorian in season two, episode two, the passenger, when they both lying down in the, on the ice planet um, with the, uh, the spiders. Oh, speaking of ice planet with the spiders. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Impromptu... Um, Tatooine, I just got this uh, Mandalorian and Grogu at Maldo Crease, which is the ice planet um, from uh, that episode where they had the spiders. And this comes with, you know, Grogu oh, cool. and Mando, and it comes with a bunch of spiders. It's got one bigger spider, two small spiders, and the egg that Yoda, Baby Yoda was trying to eat. Um, they, they did this, and he's, you know, he's got a little, a little snow deco on the bottom of his, uh, his boots over there. So they released this, and they're, this is the three and three quarters in the vintage style. And they're also releasing a six-inch ones with bigger spiders. So you could have all sizes of spiders when it comes to this. You could use the big spiders, either the three and three quarters and the small spiders and the six-inch and kind of go back and forth. So it's pretty cool. Anyway, so that was the Maldo Crease episode. Uh, Walmart exclusive, by the way. 
Number seven, Baby Yoda likes the tadpole. Oh, yeah, that was pretty bad when he was eating the frog lady's eggs. Uh, eating broth with Din Djarin in season two, episode four of The Siege, when he's like, you know, sipping on his little tea over there. Baby Yoda wants to tag along. Season one, episode four, The Sanctuary, when he looks down at him um, and he's like, me? And he raises his hand. <laughs> Number four, Baby Yoda sleeping uh, in the hammock. Season two, episode five, The Jedi. Three, Baby Yoda is in a joyride. Season two, episode four, The Siege. Um, uh, this is when Din Djarin is taking care of the enemy TIE fighters in the aerial battle. Baby Yoda's in the backseat enjoying the ride with a cookie in hand. Two, messing up the controls in, in the ship. Season one, episode four, The Sanctuary, when he's pushing all the buttons. And one, every time someone says his real name. Um, when they say Grogu, and he goes, and he turns his head and it's all, looks all animatronic. All right. Uh, decent list. All right. I'm not going to touch this one list, so I'm going to go with Star Wars Rebels, the 10 best characters who appeared only one episode. So let's see what this list entails, if you will. Uh, let's see. Number 10, Quarry. Season 2, Episode 7, Wings of Mastered. In this episode, the ghost crew is after a ship made by an old quirky quarry man, Calamari, living on a ship graveyard. Oh, it's the guy who made the B-Wing. Gotcha. He was actually a pretty interesting character. Uh, number nine, Yoda. Episode two, uh, episode 18, season two, Shroud of Darkness, when he comes and he talks to Ezra in a vision. Number eight, Mira and Ephraim Bridger, the parents of... Uh, Ezra Bridger, Season 4, Episode 15, Family Reunion and Farewell. Uh, number 7, Leia Organa, Season 2, Episode 12, A Princess on Lothal. That was actually a pretty good uh, pick right there. Number 6, Bo-Katan Kreese, Season 4, Episode 1, Heroes of Mandalore. Number 5, Wolf Yularen, Season 3, Episode 17, Through Imperial Eyes. You know who Wolf Yularen is? Admiral Yularen? Uh, that is... Yes, I know who he is. Okay. Number four, Click Clack. Season three, episode 13, Ghost of Geonosis. That's the guy with the Geonosian guy who had the egg. Mm -hmm. Number three, C-3PO and R2-D2, droids in distress. Number two, Obi-Wan Kenobi, twin sons. And number one, Anakin Skywalker. Season two, episode 22, Twilight of the Apprentice. Hard to uh, argue that one. No, that was a good list. All right. Even though Vader was on it more than one episode, but Anakin was only on it for one. So. Yep. All right, I got one. This is one to hate. Eight reasons why Luke and Han aren't real friends. Oh, screen ring. This is horseshit already. Suckers. Here we go. They didn't stay in touch during troubled. They didn't stay in touch during troubled times. Apparently, no one was texting each other. Okay. Uh, they both initially competed for the same woman's affection. Yeah, but then you figured out that was a sister, so nobody's gonna bang her. And was insecure about Leia's attachment to Luke. Okay, but that's her long-lost brother. That makes no sense. They only became friends due to circumstance. Because they got paired up when the Death Star issue happened, blah, 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 and all that stuff. Their personalities are too much different. I'm actually good friends with a lot of people who have personalities are very different than me. So uh, Luke didn't share his concerns about Ben with Han. Okay, I can see that. Listen, he fucked up with his son. He tried to fucking, you know, kill him, I guess. Um... And uh, that would probably anger me. Han doesn't believe in Luke until later. Okay, is is anybody going to believe in the fact that this little dorky farm boy is the Messiah? 
We're good. Luke didn't really care about Han's death. Now that's a tough fucking pill to swallow. Yeah, that is pill. That is because that is what we call bad booking by Ryan bad booking. Johnson. There is a deleted scene where Luke is sitting inside the Falcon, um, and you could see that he's got the you know the feels on him, touching the dice and sitting at the thing and touching the console and thinking about uh, his his friend Han. Well, even even um, the part where he shows remorse that he's gone in, inside his hut. They deleted that scene. So both those scenes got deleted, but the green milk from the tit did not. Yeah, that did not, that, that that stuck around, which is which is brilliant editing. Um, that's I think that's all the list we got this week. Um, I want to throw something to the big guy over here, okay? Two things, actually. One article, Star Wars um, Knights of the Old Republic will make changes for a PS5 remake. Um, since you and I know nothing about video games, and Spiro is a very big uh, KOTOR guy. We're gonna throw this article to him, and also another article which he'll do back to back. Star Wars rewrites rewrites Sith history with new Darth Bane canon. As well, no, Darth Bane was the initiator and the starter of the Rule of Two, which there can only be two Sith, which they kind of kind of altered slightly here. But this article talks about a different portion of that. So, Spiro, my man, do your thing. So yeah, I've been reading a lot about the supposed changes coming to the Knights of the Old Republic, a beloved video game that spawned the sequel and span and uh, also spawned a massive MMORPG that's still being played to this day, outlasted World of Warcraft and others of its ilk. Um, you know, let's not forget we got legacy of the sith coming out next month very soon around the corner but knights of the old republic um you know there's gonna be people that are not gonna like the fucking changes you know there's gonna be people as always you know some motherfucker you know is gonna bitch and complain about how they ruined their fucking childhood because some for some reason their their fucking mind has not progressed and they're still stuck in this infantile fucking you know state of mind and shit anyways fuck them uh yes change is not always good but in this case i think change will be for the best um you know there's new technology uh graphics are looking better than ever you know physics engines and all that other shit shit that you know i can talk about but i'm not really well versed in um you know to make it more action oriented i think is fucking great um, if it's going to be in line with games like uh, God of War, which Jedi Fallen Order took from, you know, I think it's good. I think it's all right. I mean, I, you know, like I said, the main thing is we still got to have those tough decisions to make between right and wrong, light and dark. Okay. Supposedly, not much of the story, if any, will be changed. It will remain untouched. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a few updates um, here and there, a few touches. Um, I don't think they would be that lazy. And, you know, with fucking Darth Bane, the old Republic in some shape or form is, is canon now. So I'm pretty sure they want to fucking, they're going to probably try to rewrite a few things to make it fit their canon, their their new based canon, uh, based on uh, Disney Star Wars, whatever the fuck that is. Um, 
whatever, man. You know, make make your changes. It's gonna be a PS5 PC ex exclusive. I'm not gonna wait for that shit to drop on the Xbox. As soon as it comes out, I'm getting it on the PC. And we'll see if 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 the force grants me fucking time to play and do some kind of a reaction or review for you guys. It will be done. Um, but other than that, man, I don't have much much to add. All we have is fucking speculation. I'm not gonna sit here and make up stories and bullshit like others do, like those assholes at Screen Rant, uh, like the fucking Mike Zeros and so on, you know. So we will wait and see. Again, Legacy of the Sith coming out next month. I'll check it out. I'll give it a few minutes and I'll try to give you my my most honest, best possible op opinion based on those 15, 20 minutes. You know, I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. Didn't I mention like two episodes ago that... Well, I thought that it was a good idea to use Darth Bane's story as sort of the bridge between the Old Republic and the High Republic. Did I not say that? Did I not foresee or foreshadow, whatever you want to call it, what what's happening? What's happening right now, you know? The High Republic talking about, you know, Darth Bane and how the High Republic was born from their victory over Darth Bane, you know? I'm not going to get into Darth Bane lore. The books are out there. Um, uh, you know, I hope they take this shit and make it a series. Um, I'm not in, interested in, in, in movies anymore, to be honest, guys, because these motherfuckers take all this money. I don't know how they spend it. They... They go out and they get the most fucking SJW actors to fucking play these roles. And and they use these fucking platforms to push out some political bullshit. Let's just, you know, let's just get the right people for this to make a series based on Bane. Um, what's his canon, though? What what part of his story is, is fucking canon? You know, there's so much there, you know. Uh, he's He's the one who pretty much defeated the fucking you know you know if anybody defeated the sith it, it it was darth bane darth bane is the one that fucking tricked everybody you know and you know he pretty much killed killed off the fucking sith and and kept it all to him to himself he fucking kept kept the power to himself um you know and instilled uh in, instituted the fucking rule of two and that's what we've known since then, you know, and, you know, and it's worked out, I think, well for them because, you know, the Sith have been able to to remain unchecked and undetected to survive throughout history until, you know, Palpatine came out and got greedy and fucked things up for for everybody. Right. Um, but anyways, man, it's exciting. I haven't been reading up on the High Re Republic. Um, you know, I'll wait to get the graphic novels and just read read the main storylines i guess in that form to catch up on things but it's a, it's it's exciting to see them finally bring forth the old republic um into canon um i'm curious to see what they keep and what they change about darth bane though that's that's what i'm 
you know, if you're about, um, hopefully, uh, God, I forgot her name, his fucking apprentice, his fucking apprentice's name. She was, um, I forgot her name, but, but she had, I don't know. I forgot what they called it, but she, yo, fuck the fucking Jedi mind trick, man. His apprentice was like the Star Wars version of, uh, Scarlet Witch, man. Straight up, man. She would fuck, she would fuck up your whole reality, man. You, you couldn't beat this bitch. You could not beat this bitch because you went to battle with her and, dude, she'll fucking flip your whole fucking reality on its head. And, uh, so I hope they keep her in, in canon. Um, we'll see, man. It's exciting. It's, uh, one of the best things that, that Disney has done, I think, you know. That was great, Spiro. Thank you. Always great. Always great. No one talks about shit. No one gives a shit better than you, my friend. No one talks about Bruno. Bruno. Good song. We I actually Dude. bought it on, on, on Amazon for the. I mean, uh, on and iTunes Kanto for the kids. It's fat. It's, it's, it's okay. Hispanic, Hispanic X Men. I love it. It's great. <laughs> Hispanic uh, X Men with Abuela X. Yes, Abuela X. It. That that song and the other one, the, the the song that the sister sings about the pressure. Oh, are you kidding me, dude? Then I let it drop. Oh, are you kidding me? I swear, those are the two songs I bought online because my kids love both those songs. Fantastic! You you just have to get one of those Hey Googles that you know that that, that listens to you and uh, reports to the NSA that you can play that you can play them on all all day. Ah, it's okay. Fantastic. Um, there's one one more article I wanted to talk about that we that we didn't discuss, and it involves um, it involves Ahsoka Tano about her um differences in animation and live action specifically, oh, specifically her, uh... about Haluku, Haluku. Um, the fact that they are uh, shorter than they are in and different looking than they are in the um, in the cartoon uh, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that you know they were just like it's just practically it just uh, you know makes sense for them to be shorter so she could move a little swifter and faster and not have the Luku to be as uh, as long as the, the, the Leku would be as long as they are um, specifically, Floney says, "What if Ahsoka? What if the Ahsoka we have in animation was actually based on this live-action version of Ahsoka? One of the things you would do in animation is an exaggeration, making the 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 mantrails bigger. Once they're in real life, suddenly it becomes a little less believable to the eye, at least for me. And if you ever see footage of Shakti, another Tortuga Jedi, um, in action, there's a lot of rubbery movement in the mantrails. That works great for that character in the background as she was. But if you're talking about a feature character right up front." delivering drama you have to make it all seem as natural as possible and i don't want you staring at these massive montrals in the luku kind of like when i get naked you know every all people do is see the rubbery luku that's hanging down from my legs nice very and, nice and, and, and between you and I, I i didn't even notice that her fucking luku were a different size bro i can give fucking two shits exactly this fucking episode was great she did great Get over it, fucking people. It's fucking, it's not real. It's like the UFC. It's not Move real. Out of your, oh, my God. Don't start with me with that, okay? <laughs> anyway, are we taking it home, Pop? Let's take it home. Fucking let's blow this thing and go home there, Chewy. You can find me at Dr. D-R underscore Destroyo, D-E-S-T-R-O-Y-O uh, on Instagram. Alex Arroyo MD on Twitter. And Alex Arroyo on the face bizzle. Spiro, let them know where your whereabouts. 
Yeah, man, it's been great. But you can also find me, God knows where the fuck, aside from work these days. But if, but check out the Rational Rage Network. Uh, have you know, there's other guys doing doing things there. Uh, you got wrestling shows. You got fucking doomsday prepper shows. Uh, on Instagram, Spiro underscore A, Darth underscore Spiridon, and that's it, guys. Thanks, Spiro. That was great. You can find me at Greek God Papadon on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Getter. Demetrius Papadon on Facebook. Pro Wrestling Tees slash Greek God Papadon is my Pro Wrestling Tees store where you can go get GGP t-shirts. And my YouTube channel is Greek God Papadon. I recently uploaded uh, matches and promos on there. Go check it out. Go like them. Go subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell. Leave a comment. Uh, and all that, all that jazz, like Chris Pehan likes to say. Um, more importantly, you can catch all of us together at NFO underscore podcast on Twitter. New Force Order on Instagram. Official New Force Order on Facebook. New Force Order at Yahoo.com is the email. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for giving us your time. Hopefully we did our job. We entertained you. We enlightened you. And most importantly, we got Star Wars more over with you because we did not get ourselves over on the expense of Star Wars. This has been another exciting edition of the new Force Order for life. And that's just too sweet. Henceforth, you shall be known as the new Force Order.